0: Welcome to the pre post film review. I'm John Asquith.
1: And I'm Matt Stevenson. Uh, so, the way the podcast works, if you're a new listener, Um, is that we discuss the trailer for a film before the film's released and um, watch that and talk about our expectations and thoughts about what the film might be. Uh, That part of the podcast is going to be completely spoiler-free, so you can listen to that before you've seen the film. Uh, Then we'll come back after the film's been released and do a proper full review and sort of compare it to the trailer and uh, talk about the film more in-depth Um, that's going to be chock full of spoilers. So don't listen to that part of the podcast until you've seen the film. Uh, this episode, we're talking about 10 Cloverfield lane. So I think it's probably worth mentioning that this is particularly important not to listen to the review until you've seen the film. I think this benefits, this film benefits so much for going in cold and not knowing what you're, what you're in for. Um, so if you haven't seen the film, uh, turn off now, don't even listen to our trailer. Impressions. No. Just go see the film. It's in cinemas. Yeah. And then come back and listen to John and myself have a good old chat about what we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the uh, trailer for 10 Cloverfield Lane.
0: Children behave. That's what they say when we're together. And watch how you play. Okay, Matt, here we are down in our little bunker, mm. uh, hiding maybe from monsters. Maybe. They're not quite sure.
1: A lot of board um, games and puzzles A lot of here, board though.
0: games, that's right. Uh, and we've also just watched the trailer for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. The new uh, bad robot J.J. Abrams produced. It's not a sequel to Cloverfield, I think they've said, but it's it's sort of like a cousin of the first film. Mm. Um, presumably set in the same universe, uh, um, came out of nowhere, really. They kept this very well hidden in terms of the production. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've got the trailer and the release sort of all coming out very quickly.
1: Um, what are your thoughts after seeing this? Uh, I fucking love this and everything about this, (laughs) John. It's so Mm. cool. Like, it's so rare for a a film like this, to come out of nowhere and surprise me. I mean, like, you know, I like to think I keep quite in touch with movie news and, you know, follow what's been happening and what's in production, and I had absolutely no idea this was coming. And like you said, it's just the trailer dropped, and then the release date was announced, and it was like a month. It's coming in cinemas like a month after the trailer yeah. premiered, or maybe a month month or two. Either way, mm. very, very short window. Um, and... Like on top of that, it's I really like Cloverfield. I think that's it's a bit of an underrated mm. film. Um, though I think it's kind of growing in popularity as it ages. It's aging well, I feel like. At yeah. the time, I yeah. remember there was a, people sort of writing it off as another found footage film. But mm. I, I always enjoyed it and I think people are recognizing that it was actually quite good. Mm. Um, I, I, you know J.J. Abrams has such a good track record. I'm always excited about stuff that he's involved in. Um mm. they have these like the Cloverfield films, I mean assuming that this one is good, have a good track record of picking new directors too, which is exciting. Like yes. Dan Trackenberg who's doing yeah. this new one. I don't think he's done he did that like Portal short film or something. I don't think he's yeah. done so much else. And that that short film was great. Um so it's exciting to see them give you know, I, I love how they do that young talent a shot at something, you know, reasonably yeah. sized. It's not like a massive film, but it's something yeah. to sink their teeth into. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think, and just the trailer itself, I think, looks really great. Like, it's got a great uh, tonal shift that sort of happens halfway through. You know, you don't know, it plays on the fact that no one sort of knew this was coming and you don't know what it is and it's kind of seems like this family comedy or drama almost and it's sort of, the bottom of that music sort of drops out and it slowly gets more and more ominous. Mm. Um, and it's funny, like, watching the, the trailer... F- this time, I've seen it a few times now, and knowing that it's all ominous. Like, the signs are there, but you don't sort of pick up on them unless you're aware. Like, even just, like, the lighting and the way the film's graded it looks a bit creepy. The, the guy's kind of got his arm in a sling, like he's been in some sort of... Something's yeah. happened to him, you yeah, know, he's yeah, not yeah. healthy. Um, yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm super excited. And like you said, the pitching is not a sequel, right? Or... They've said it's like, not it's a so It's so weird. It's such a weird idea yeah. for a, a, a follow-up to a monster film. It's yeah. It's like, I, I love that I have no idea how it's linked.
0: Yeah, honestly. It, it could be as obvious as there is a monster in it. Or it could be, I don't know, just thematically. I don't know how you do that, but... And it's a big gamble because it is got the the title mm. and the name. and Yeah, everything. exactly. Which makes they you play think that there up is... in the trailer too. Like, yes. exactly,
1: like it flashes up first before yeah. the ten and the lane. Exactly. So I feel like it has to have some monstery yeah. element to it.
0: That's right. Um, but it could it could be in the sense that um, all that shit happened uh, in New well, York, right? Uh,
1: I think Was so. It? I in the be first wrong. film.
0: I feel bad. I really like that movie too. I can't remember the city. Um, and then, but that sent John Goodman's character crazy. And, and yeah, so technically the these monsters do exist, but they're not anywhere near this house, maybe. You know, maybe it's mm. it does things like that. So it's like connected, but really it's more about these characters or something. Yeah, like
1: I feel like at the end when she sort of looks out the the porthole, the window in the door. Yeah. Um, once she's shocked, which is strange to me, like... Mm. Unless it's significantly after, and they've, like, lived in the fucking bunker their whole entire life, like the kid from Room. Yeah. You know, and don't have any concept of what's happening outside, which would mean it was set, like, you know, 20 to 30 years after the original film.
0: And I don't think it is that.
1: No, I mean, aesthetically it doesn't look like that. If anything, it almost looks retro in its, like, stylings in the bunker. Yeah, true. Um, Whether that, how much that actually means anything, I don't know. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's so weird. Like, could this be like a prequel? You know, like set some somewhere beforehand because they have that weird like very well tub could. of toxic stuff or something, isn't there? a Shot where there's mm. like a dr- like a big drum of something. Yeah. Um, like whether they're they they are somehow involved in the creation of the yeah film from the first sure. film.
0: Yeah, I think that could totally be a thing that, uh, however that creature was made, you know, by some. Some chemical accident or whatever it is. Mm. Uh, Maybe John John Goodman has knowledge of that and locks, you know, are they his kids? Uh, Yes. Or are they just strangers that he's pulled down there? I don't know. Because he seems to be keeping them down there against their
1: will, really. So Mm.
0: I don't know. So many questions, Matt.
1: Yeah. In a good way, though, I think. In a really good way. In a really good way. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's underdeveloped or, you know,. unexplained it just it's really good at setting up these mysteries though I guess that's like Abrams' thing isn't it he loves a good mystery box yeah he's absolutely. literally put his characters inside a mystery box yeah, that's right
0: job. yeah <laughs> in fact maybe like when she looks out the porthole there's just a giant JJ Abrams standing there like <laughs> peering in and he's like mm, my mystery box yeah <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Yeah, so, I mean, you, I assume from the discussion we've just had, you are also excited.
0: You yeah, know? sorry, I just kind of jumped in there, but, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this. I love that they kept it a secret. I love... Yeah. I think, uh, going back briefly to um, talking about the director, mm-hmm. um, I used to watch the, he did a video podcast before all of this. Um, really? Called The Totally Right Show. Yeah, where... They would review movies and video games and things, um, and he was directing commercials at that time, I think. But it's so weird because uh, that was years ago. But he, you know, it's just strange to watch watch this guy that was like he just seemed like a really yeah. nice, cool, nerdy guy um, to have such a big film suddenly, um, and his his sort of featured de- debut is uh, really exciting.
1: That's so crazy! I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's really. Maybe cool. that's that's that could be our future as well, John. See, so like the <laughs> career trajectory from podcast into JJ Abrams. I think that's
0: exactly how it works.
1: Star vehicle. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right? Yep. <laughs> so we'll be we'll uh, co-direct. Um, the the concept seems fantastic. It's rife with mystery. What I what I was going to ask you, Matt, do you think that that uh, reveal of whatever's outside is early on in
1: the movie? Mm, Good question. Um, I was thinking that this time that i watched the trailer, wondering how much of the time period we're seeing. Like, is this just the first act? I and reckon it is. Like, yeah, I get that. Oh, well, maybe I'm just hoping that that's the case. But, mm. yeah, that would be great if all we've seen is a glimpse of the very start of the film and then yeah. it goes somewhere completely different after yeah. that. Yeah,
0: could be the case. Just purely knowing how Abrams' market things and... I just don't think they would show anything from later in the movie. Mm.
1: I do kind of. Having just said that, I do like the idea of it taking place mostly within that house. Like, yeah. there's a cool, yeah, the cool too. thing about Cloverfield, right? Was like it was a enormous Godzilla monster movie, but told from the pers- like the perspective of being mm. on the ground. Yeah, that you that you don't really see in films like it's always the big bird's eye military shit going yeah. on like this was more about what it's like to be an actual person in the middle of the fucking city when the shit goes down and like i like the idea of seeing that event again but from another weird skewed angle like what mm. is it like to be like, locked in a basement when a monster yeah <laughs> attacks this yeah. you know what i mean like it's such a strange peripheral mm. sort of theme looming over this weird little story yeah i don't know there's just it's so strange in such a good way
0: yeah, I think uh, that's that's a very good point. And may- maybe that is what these movies are going to be, is that interesting stories that just slightly interconnect with that event. I would, ev- I would fucking event. love that. Yeah.
1: That's the kind of fucking interconnected universe that interests me. Exactly. Not like the exactly. Marvel one where everyone's making cameos in each other's films. Yeah, it's that's right. more just like a consistency of place and tone and... Other, other, interesting, weirdly different. Like the what makes this exciting is how different it is to yep. Cloverfield, but just set within the same universe. Also, the same events happening. It's
0: mm. um, really yeah. exciting.
1: Do you reckon you'll see the monster? Oh, we already talked about that. You have to. We have to, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest sort of question and prediction, and, and I think we will. Yeah,
1: you have to when you call yeah. it. Clo- put Cloverfield that. I I really think so. Yeah.
0: Will it be the main point? Uh, no, I don't think it will be. I think it, it might feature towards the end or something. Mm. But it won't be them running from it for the whole movie, like the first film. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe John
1: yeah. Goodman is the monster, and he, they, like, pour chemicals on him, and he turns uh. into <laughs> <laughs> enormous That's John cool. Goodman, and then just wreaks havoc on New York. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll do like a George Lucas special edition and put John Goodman's head on the creature in the, in the original film. The first one,
0: yeah. If you look carefully, freeze frame. This is John Goodman's <laughs> head on there. When, whenever the monster roars, like his like little tonsil thing that hangs down is John Goodman's head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like the, yeah, this weird like body horror Cronenberg yeah. imitation of <laughs> <Yeah>. John Goodman. <laughs> uh, I would love that. I would pay yeah. money to see that.
0: Yeah. I'll be disappointed if it's not in it. <laughs> no! 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 No, no! Don't open that door! You're going to get all of us
1: killed! Something's coming.
0: All right, we've uh, locked ourselves down into the bunker and we're ready to talk about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm -hmm. Just you and me down here, Matt. Yep. And uh, I'd appreciate it if you just uh, didn't talk at the dinner table, please.
1: Showed you some respect.
0: Yes, I saved your fucking life. (laughs) Um, I'm really curious. I think uh, we talked in the trailer discussion a lot about just general... You know, there's so much mystery around this movie. It was kind of shot in secret, announced very quickly and came out soon after. Mm -hmm. Um, Purposely, I think, so so no spoilers were sort of floating around. Um, And now we've seen the movie. Um, And I'm super curious to hear what you think. I'm just going to reiterate again for anyone listening. This is total spoilers that we're jumping into. Yeah,
1: if you haven't seen it... Uh, this the fuck off right now. Go see the film. Yeah, because it's, it's a
0: movie that really relies on that mystery and suspense. So yep. um, there's your there's your extra warning. Uh, and yeah, Matt, uh, what did you think of 10 Cloverfield
1: Lane? Um, I loved the shit out of this film. I loved it so much, John. It was so... <laughs> I mean, I guess we talked about this in the trailer a little bit. And a lot of it has to just do with how it all came about. Like, it was such... A weird, mysterious surprise that like popped out of nowhere. Um, yeah, but it, it's this is kind of like my dream small budget genre film. You know, like it just it not not only is it like a, a fucking awesome suspense film in terms of just the. The, the 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 entire concept, which is like ninety percent of the film, which is them trapped in this bunker, like the way that it handles all this, which we can get into a little bit in a minute, but the way that it handled that story was just great. Like I would have been happy for it that that would have been a satisfying film experience without having the the, the, the crazy shit that goes down in the last fifteen minutes, but just yeah. like the 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 crazy genre switch the kind of, I mean uh, even that's not quite fair to say that because I mean one from the Cloverfield name but two there is always a hint that there's something outside and you just never sure like how true yeah. that is I don't think it completely comes out of left field and I mean that as a compliment to the film like it builds it, it, it plants the seeds enough so that that crazy yeah. last 10-15 minutes it feels earned um and it's, and it's got, I think, having Abrams and Bad Robot behind it, it, it had enough clout to really pay off those final scenes. And, I mean, I'm already fucking jumping right into the spoilers that we just that <laughs> don't listen to, but fuck me. Like, the shit that goes down right at the end of this film. I was so glad I did not see any of this. Like, this is yeah. probably... Tip It Now is going to be my bet for best trailer of the year when we do our 2016 wrap up because yeah, yeah, you yeah, were yeah. spot on the money almost in the sense that it only shows you like the first third of the film really yeah i mean yeah. There's, there's minor glimpses of things that happen later on but so out of context that it sort of yeah. is meaningless um yeah. in terms of the action that takes place like her trying to escape from the bunker really happens very, very early on.
0: I was surprised when that happened so film. quickly.
1: I know, right? Um, and I guess maybe if we just, like, rein it back in a little bit to the beginning of the film, like, I just really loved... Yes. That's a great example of... Um, I, I loved how the film... I mean, yes, it's, it, it's slower paced and it takes its time and it builds its suspense, but it never... Like, it, it, it was, like, a, a, such a rare example of having a lead character that just actively does everything straight away. Like, you don't sit a fucking, sit around and fucking wait for them to plan yeah. this, like, amazing escape yeah. or whatever. Like, she's stuck in this situation. She's a smart, resourceful woman. Yeah. And she just gets shit done and just tries stuff all the time. Like, that escape attempt happens, like, what, 10, 15 minutes in, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Yep. It just feels like it's so realistically reacting to what it would be like to be suddenly thrust into this weird fucking mm-hmm. situation with these weird people. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going into too specific a territory before even finding out what you thought of the film. But anyway, broadly, I I loved it. I loved everything about this film. It's hard for me to fault. I mean, we can go into maybe some minor things I had issues yeah. with, but overall... I Like, I can't think of... Another example in recent memory where I've just sat in a cinema and just, like, grinned from ear to ear, yeah. like, of how yeah. fun this fucking ride is. Like, and walking out of the cinema, like, walking home, I was still grinning, just thinking about, like, how yeah. amazing all the shit that just, I just experienced was. Yeah. I fucking loved it, John. <laughs> um, anyway, I assume you hated it, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. It was disgusting,
1: <laughs> offensive on so many levels. Yeah, you walked out. Yeah, fifteen minutes. I did. In. Yeah,
0: yeah. I walked out just as the car crashed, and I assume not much happened after that. Um, no, I I'm on the same page. I, oh man, I fucking love this movie. How good I, is I, this, I, dude? I was just like, oh, on a high the whole time, as you said. Yeah. Uh, and I still am when I think about it. Um, it, it's, oh, man, I, I yeah, I, I'm trying to think of ways to say it that I'm not just repeating you, but I agree. It's exactly the sort of movie I love to see and I would yep. love to make one day. Yep. Or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's just right in the wheelhouse of, of stuff that I love, of genre that I love, of technique that I love, mm-hmm. um, of focusing on on it's a real character piece, but it also allows for these great genre moments. Um, yeah, I, I loved it, and I really felt like uh, it, it. It feels like Hitchcock and Spielberg, you know, made love, and uh, you get messy alien love. Messy alien love, yeah, um, and this is what came out. Like it's just so suspenseful. Um, but it's got, I don't know it's got the Hitchcock um, suspense in terms of like the script and always, like not a single frame in this movie is wasted. It's all in service of, yeah. of building tension
1: or building character. Think that's the important character. thing, right? Like as much as we talk about the genre stuff, like the genre stuff is the fun part of it. I think the important yeah. part of it is how well it does the. All, Absolutely, it's more than the two thirds. It's like three quarters or four fifths of the film is this yeah. perfectly executed suspense plot. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Abs- absolutely. Um and there's this thing I've always thought about Psycho. I mean, I've always thought, everyone's always thought, but uh, that it's really good.
1: Um but it would have no, been better that, if there was aliens at the end. Obviously. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're waiting for that to happen. No, there's um every every frame in Psycho is in service of the story and pushing it forwards, and, the, and and yet it takes its time with things, but it's it's mm-hmm. never it's never wasted, and everything has a a direct fucking purpose. It's just like so solid, and, and I yep. think this film. Uh, there's a few tiny nitpicks I have with it, but it, it's almost the same structurally. I think uh, as Psycho, and I, I mean I, th- that's kind of hard to explain. But what I mean is that every scene there's a direct purpose yeah the characters have very clear clear goals but not in a, a over the top um obvious way um I, I don't know I just feel like it was it, very well um planned very uh, well yeah. constructed as a yep. whole like I can't get over just the filmmaking let alone the greatness of these characters the performances I mean John Goodman is just.
1: How incredible good is he in this right? movie! Yeah,
0: so creepy and so subtle. Like there's these tiny little shifts in his eyes, or like a tiny smile every now and then, or the tone of his voice. And it's just, uh, yeah. No, I mean, okay, I guess we're well, we'll getting get into specifics, which yeah. we should. But uh, but overall, um, and the other thing quickly I wanted to say is, um, I, I'm I'm really hoping that Cloverfield is like the the JJ Abrams Twilight Zone you know, where Mm. I've seen a lot of theories about how the films are connected and I don't even want that. I don't want some lame sci-fi thing where they're connected. I want Cloverfield Mm. to mean like a a strange genre movie that, I mean, you know, the first one was, it had characters in it, but now they've really set a precedent for like, you can have great characters, great thematic stuff, maybe a bit of social commentary and something maybe kind of weird, sci-fi horror as well. I really, really hope that's the path they go down and I don't want, uh, you know, I've seen people saying they want a sequel to this and I think that would be a terrible idea. Um, I, I just want more standalone movies. See, I, I 100% agree
1: with you in terms of not wanting a direct sequel to this, but I'm interesting, interested to hear, like, do you, do you don't think this is a direct sequel to Cloverfield in terms of? No, I don't. Interesting. Uh, I totally read it yeah. the other way. I think it, I totally think it is. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, the, the, uh, the organic alien explain. things that they, she is exposed to. I mean, it's not the same creature, but I feel like yeah. the implication was it's part of the same attack that happened. Like, they felt, like, similar in their, like, weird, gross, like, organic way. Like, the way that the ship sort of has this weird mouth in it and it has this, like, weird creature that chases it around. So, I, I assumed, like... The, the attack that they're talking about is part of the shit that went down in New York. So you think it's, is, all hap-
0: it's all happening at the same time?
1: Uh, relative, I guess. Like, maybe not literally at the same time in terms of, like, the same day, but I feel yeah. like it's the same wave of attack, and it's like the, the Cloverfield brand isn't so much a, a Twilight Zone in terms of the brand. It's like, let's explore what would happen if aliens invaded... From weird multiple perspectives, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what if what if you're on the ground in New York what it happens, or what if you what if you were some crazy guy in the middle of the, you know, fields with your with your bomb shelter that you happen yeah. to be able to like jump down being in, yeah. Now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's experiencing this one like apocalyptic event from multiple perspectives. It's yeah, weird. that's the way I read it anyway. I- Uh,
0: that's probably more correct. I think that's probably what it is. And that's okay because it's still basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as they, as long as they, I just don't want them to connect it too much. No, I agree. I totally agree.
1: I think the charm of this is that when the sci-fi-ness hits, it is ambiguous as to what the connection is. And I loved that about it. Um, Yeah. Weirdly, uh, I guess we can jump into the one thing that I had in my little notes of criticisms is that I wonder how much more I would have loved this if they didn't call it 10 Cloverfield Lane. Like if I had imagined going into this film and just literally thinking it was like a Hitchcockian yeah. suspense film and having that happen in the third act and having the reveal be the 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 letterbox just like smash out onto the road and it says like Cloverfield and I would have like shit my pants yeah, in the true. cinema kind yeah. of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Um, absolutely. I mean obviously that's probably like unrealistic expectations in terms of the the only way they're getting people to come to cinema or you know, the main way they're getting people to come to cinema. That's the catch,
0: I think. Yeah.
1: Leaning on that brand name. Which is fair enough. But it just there's part of me that wonders how amazing that experience would have been if I could have gone in fresh and not known that it was had any kind of sci fi Yeah, I kind of was. You know that it has to happen at some point. Surely, That's the thing. For them you to know, have you're, the code of your name. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's like you see the the woman smashing on the door with like a burnt face or whatever. So there is something out there, presumably. Yeah. Um, and the helicopters never sound quite like real helicopters. They sound a bit weird. Yeah, it's a bit weird.
1: Them. Yeah.
0: Um. So you you are sort of expecting something, but but still unsure like i was still surprised by how far it actually went you know with
1: yeah definitely it's like instant, it's
0: like hardcore sci-fi but but not mm. in a massive way it's still very small scale
1: yeah but i think that like i think that's like what i was sort of talking about in the beginning of the podcast in terms of what an abrams budget gets you because i feel like yes you could see this being made as like a really low budget Sci-fi thing. And it would have ended with her standing up on the car and seeing the spaceship in the distance and you'd get that one CGI shot and she'd be like (gasps) And then it would like cut to black, like slam cut to just like a black screen and you'd realise there was actually aliens. Whereas this is like, fuck that, you know, let's just go full pelt, you know, top tier CGI, Spielbergian Mm -hmm. action, um which I think makes such a difference. Like, no, I can't think of any other film that commit so hard to that genre shift in the yeah. third act, which is and so refreshing and so fun. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean,
0: it would be easy to screw that up, I think. So it's impressive that they yeah. they could manage that shift. And as you say, like the Spielberg action, it's it's instantly suspenseful um, and it's, it's shot well and you get the geography of where things are straight away. Like, it's just so masterful. It's not like... Um, Dan Trachtenberg the director could only handle the character stuff in the first bit and then it gets a bit shit you Mm. know when it comes to the action like he could manage both of them so well and I think you could see his influences as I said Hitchcock and Spielberg all over this movie Mm. so just as a fan like I just feel like it's coming from the same kind of mindset that you and me have Matt you know like the same taste
1: yeah um,
0: which I just really appreciate seeing obviously um on the big screen.
1: Totally. I think it's a, a very rare example of... I mean, I guess I'm just mirroring what you said, but a rare example of a filmmaker that is perfectly honed into my own sensibilities. And this is the exact yes. kind of thing that I love the idea of... And, um, and we've sort of talked about this. Because I love the idea of the, the g- films that do these weird genre shifts into like something crazy yeah. and more exciting than what you expect. Like, I... Uh, I never really experienced it fresh, but I imagine something like From Dusk Till Dawn, imagine seeing that in the cinema, yeah, not knowing yeah. that that was going to turn into a vampire film. Or even something yeah. like um, Kill List that you watched yes. recently, like that starts off yeah. as seemingly quite traditional, low-budget family drama slash hitman <laughs> film, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. like spirals into something so different to what Absolutely. it started with. And that, I yeah. love being taken on a ride like that where you don't know... What the where you're going to end up, uh, or you know the the ending is such a surprise in in such a fun way. Mm. Um, having said that, the other little nitpick that I had, just having said that, I the the Cloverfield name was perhaps a little bit of a deterrent, but that's inevitable. The only other thing that I had a little bit of an issue with um, was the very very end. Um, yes, in terms this of, is mine too. Yeah, when there's, like, a sh- I, I mean, I loved it when she was outside and the aliens were full on and there was, like, when there's that moment where she's sort of, like, running back and forth between the car and where she has to commit to running away from the car and you kind of see out of focus in the background this, the weird, like, slug thing suddenly, yeah. like, stand up onto, like, legs and turn into, like, some, like, vicious yeah. fucking wolf thing. And yeah. I, like, shit myself. Yeah, and it's just, shit like, fucking yeah. yeah, and there's this real visceral moment where she, like just jumps in the car and it like slams into the car door. And, um, yeah I don't know. I, anyway, just in general, actually, on another tangent, I saw this film, um, in a uh, cinema here in London that had the Dolby Atmos sound system. And oh, cool. fuck me, I don't know whether it was that or whether it's just the sound mix of this music movie, but it was so yeah. loud and there was two scenes in particular. That one that I was just thinking about, whether that, that weird dog alien like jumped at the car door as she just as she was trying to shut it. That I literally yeah. in my seat like sort of like jumped back out of like fear for yeah. her. Yeah. Um but the other part that was really, really um I know what you're gonna say. Was was the opening titles and the, the car crash. Oh no. And, but yes, and the yes, the, yes. the way it would cut from silence to like I loved that vicious Yeah, and it's just like I mean, I've talked to you about this before. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I have a fucking thing where I just love a, a bold title to a film. Like Absolutely. The Departed is one of yeah. my favorites. Like someone that's just like gutsy and doesn't weird and different. Or uh, Cabin in the Woods, I love. And this felt like that, where it just like smashes it in your face. Like it's just this brutal car crash, and then just like silence, and the fucking title slam up, and then it's vicious audio again, and then silence, and then like so. Confident and just like fucking welcome to the film, motherfucker. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, I love Absolutely. that. I love it. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I wanted to like high five the movie if I could then, totally so, right? Yes, and then yes. it's
1: so it happened so early in the film, and you, I just like knew that I was in a film that I was gonna love. And and that. all
0: before that is this great, uh, again, I'm probably saying it too much, but this Hitchcockian, especially with the score. You know, she's like packing her stuff and leaving, and it's all visual. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no dialogue. Um, one tiny conversation on her phone in the car, and then the car crash, um, and and just that little segment. You know, from the very start up till the titles, you instantly get a feel for how um, you're in the hands of like a, a good. Filmmaker.
1: Yeah, and interestingly too, like I actually I made a point in that opening sequence, the the, the montage over the music where she's kind of like packing all her stuff, and there's a little moment where she like goes to get her stuff out of the drawer, and there's no handle on the drawer, and she sticks a screwdriver into the drawer to like pull it open, oh like without yes, a handle. that's right, yeah. And I remember thinking that at the time, like, oh, that's such a weird little thing, like little moment to just capture, like it was strange, but retrospectively after seeing the whole film, it's such a fucking great example of just like seeding her character as this like really resourceful yes. like, person that is just doesn't take shit from anything. If something's busted yeah. or broken, she has a solution. She comes up with a way to like, without even thinking, you know what, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're seeding character points like right from the beginning, which is really fucking cool. Um, Anyway, we've gone off on a weird tangent. What I was going to say is the the one part that I didn't think quite worked was the very end when, after all the crazy alien shit was happening, when she, like, gets sucked up by the big fucking alien, half-ship, half-actual alien, and then she sort of, like, throws the Molotov cocktail into the mouth and then falls, and it was just kind of like... It was right on the
0: line, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: and it was almost like Revenant-esque where it was, it pushed my ability to believe she could survive that many encounters, like,
0: yeah, it it was
1: enough that she managed to just survive the little dog thing, and the fact that she managed to survive that too was a little bit too far, and it was also like, like, how fragile is that? massive ship that you could throw like a little bit of fire into the mouth and it just like <laughs> blows off. The- you know what I mean? Like it was one of those like yeah. Hollywoody things where very it's like movie. as if yeah. I-, I didn't a hundred percent buy that that would cause a cataclysmic fucking. It was
0: very, um, video gamey. Mm. Like, because it was like opening its mouth at certain intervals, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like a Zelda this boss your or something. to like, yeah, just yeah. Throw the boss by hitting the weak throw point the the it opens its mouth. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, uh yeah i i agree i think that's the only time really where i was like i pulled out a bit of the movie yeah. um and i still enjoyed it kind of visually and all that stuff but um yeah it, it, it kind of went went a bit too into like uh, i guess uh, a really good sci-fi b movie or something mm, you know yeah. which which maybe that was the point i don't know but um
1: and like it's actually quite clever, I think. Like it, the, her whole thing is that she, yeah, she runs away when anything gets hard, and then the whole ninety percent of the film is her being put in a situation where she literally cannot run away anymore. Like she's yeah. forced to fucking deal with it. Yeah. But then the the only way for her to escape is to literally run. Do you know what I mean? Like there's this weird irony yeah. to it, which I think is really intentional and really smart. Um, mm. And then like the the whole end of the film is she chooses not to run and she chooses to go to help, which I liked, even if it's a bit, a bit I like that fisted too. at the end, like it, it pushes at it home a little hard, but I much prefer that yeah. than not having that kind of character arc. Like, I think that's, I agree. Yeah. That was yeah, smart. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I
0: agree. I, um, I think, and just quickly, cause I know we've, we could go on forever, yeah, we could. but um, another tiny, tiny nitpick Um, on that, on that story thread particularly is when her and uh is the character's name albie the other younger guy that's mm. down there. I can't remember Something like but that. um I know you it's um Emmett albie where did I get that from <laughs> um, uh, Emmett um um they're talking to each other through the wall and kind of both saying their backstories. And while I appreciated the the fact that they were taking time and building character, it did feel a little bit like too much at once. Um,
1: a little bit of an exposition. Because he, he's dump. like,
0: this is my story and why I act the way I do. And then she does the same thing straight after. Mm. Tiny, tiny nitpick. Um, but that, but because the rest of the movie was so good, those yeah. little moments were, were where I was like, I could f- kind of feel the script a little or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's. I'm glad you brought up. LB. Emmett. <laughs> Emmett. i
0: <L-L-L-B, yeah.
1: laughs> um, I'm glad you brought up Emmett because he is a great example of what I loved about the film because I thought I had him fucking pegged from the beginning. And I thought, like, he was in there and it was always a bit weird. And I was like, he's yep. fucking in on this shit. Like, he yep. is a it's weird a motherfucker. And he, it's, yeah. there's going to be a reveal in the third act that he is the... Either an accomplice or he is the one that's kind of the creep and not John Goodman. Um, yeah. And I, th- I thought I had it fucking pegged and then he just gets shot in the fucking face out of nowhere Man, and I that scene. shit my pants. Like, I Me too. Like, I literally went... <gasps> and, like, I had my hands over my mouth, like, in the cinema, yeah. like, one of those moments where I was just yeah. like, oh, my fucking God, what just happened? Like... I agree. I agree. I thought that was gonna be the other sound
0: example you used because it has yeah. all sound design. That gunshot was oh, so fucking loud. Dude. And so effective and you didn't need to see see what I'm happened. I'm so glad like, they
1: didn't show it. Like yeah. Yeah. It's almost more horrific when it just sort of like happens Absolutely. off screen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then that intense creepiness of John Goodman trying to comfort her straight away oh, and say oh. with his weird high pitched voice.
1: And then the ice cream oh, afterwards. Yeah. Jesus. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> talking about it.
1: That's the other good thing um, that I have in my notes. Plus that, it's cold here. The thing that I loved was that, I mean, specifically worked for that character. But John Goodman's a better example of the way it, like, flip-flopped. Like, it's so yeah. smart and taught the way it kind of, like, just expertly maneuvers your expectations. Like, I... It knows exactly what you're thinking and knows exactly what it wants exactly. you to be thinking. Like, yeah, you know, you, he seems like such a creep for the whole beginning, and you're like unsure. And then she sees the red paint on the car, and then then there's that weird moment where he like confesses to her and like yeah. talks about his dead daughter or his daughter that was outside, and there's like. Yeah. I just sat there going, feeling like an absolute prick, going, "Oh my god, he's just like actually a nice dude," and I feel like an asshole yeah. for like hating on him this whole film. Yeah, and then yeah. there's like the reveal where she finds the earring, and it just suddenly takes another creepy. Like it's just, I loved the way that it it flipped back and forth so
0: absolutely, yeah,
1: so hard either yeah. way. It was so expertly yep. handled.
0: Yep, for sure,
1: and fucking impressive, given that it's his first feature film like jesus to have that much like assured um, control over your like headspace and emotional experience of the characters is so impressive
0: yeah i think that's another reason why i'm gushing about the filmmaking in particular because as a debut it's just like man i can't wait to see what what he does next and as i said in the uh trailer thing like um you know i used to watch the video podcast he was on and um, I, I just found this movie super inspirational that that someone with such a love for cinema and you know, he was directing commercials and made shorts and all that and it's just fucking worked his way up and, and worked hard and um, Yeah. You know, I, I don't know him, obviously. <laughs> But you know, when you you listen to a podcast enough, you kind of feel like you yeah yeah pick yeah, it. yeah yeah. And so it was just like, man, I like it's like kind of like someone you know getting to that level that mm. that seems impossible. And I just found it um, very inspiring, just on that level of knowing his kind of story to get up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, the only other thing that I was going to mention uh, was in terms of like the formal aspects of the film, and I think it's just I don't, I can't even really put my finger on it, but It's a great example of the whole film is set almost exclusively in one very small location with like three or four rooms, really, and three characters, but it's made with such a, a warmth and a like the stylistic approach to it never makes it feel grossly claustrophobic. Like I don't know, yes. I don't know how else to describe it, and I, I find it really hard to put into words. But so many films, like even something like um, Ex Machina, which I loved from last year, and I mean that's a lot to do with the stylistic choices as well. But that's it feels so cold and claustrophobic yeah. in a in an almost uncomfortable way. Whereas this feels claustrophobic, but in a way that feels like it's fun and intentional for the story. If that makes sense. It's a very different feeling sitting there. Like a lot of small budget films like this that are set in one location just have this weird, gross, claustrophobic feel to them. Maybe gross is the wrong word, but just this this atmosphere to them. That this somehow just completely sidesteps. And I never felt that once apart from the intentional like, yeah, suspenseful claustrophobia that you're meant to feel being locked in this basement. At I just think it's such a yeah, exactly. fucking feat. Like, I can't think of... The only other person... Like, the Spielbergian is the only sort of thing that comes to mind. Um, and I yeah. guess maybe Hitchcock as well, like we keep mentioning. But the masters like that who know how to, like, use a small space and still feel, like, cinematic and... Yeah. yeah I don't know. Grand's the wrong word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like they, they, they yeah. convey this this feeling within the film um, that's Absolutely. so different to other small budget things that are of a similar scale.
0: Yeah, the only thing I was going to say uh, in uh, sort of around this film and the production is, I I just like want to meet JJ Abrams one day and just shake his hand and say thank you, sir, because he not everything he produces is amazing, but it's always coming from a good honest love for cinema i think Mm. and one that where it's a mainstream film that is not bowing to any uh particular modern trends in filmmaking Mm. i think um the, I mean or or it is, but it but it's doing it in an interesting way. Yeah, I so think I suppose that's
1: the difference, right? Like it's not yes, like yeah. kicking the fucking conventions out the window like a Tarantino or someone would. It's like no, you're, working you're within right, those yeah. conventions but doing it in such a unique way that no one else is attempting to do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I just can't see any other studio. Funding this in Hollywood, you mm-hmm. know, again, as you said, it could be this indie thing that we'd see it at a film festival and then have some dodgy special effects at the end. Mm. But the fact that that it could have this Hollywood level of of um, yeah, production, on it. yeah, but still be a very small um, independent film in spirit. Um yeah. I, I just yeah, I love I love what he's doing. And I, I think Bad Robot are a great a great little beacon in Hollywood at the moment.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
0: And Star Wars was pretty good, too. It's all right.
1: <laughs> um, totally agree. And the only other thing I had down in my lo- notes is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. Winestead, the lead. She yeah. is yeah. awesome. And I'm...
0: Fantastic. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah.
1: Like, she deserves more roles than what she gets, I think. And I hope this gives her more opportunities because, yeah... I'm, like, mildly in love with her after this film. Like, she's so good. Oh, me too.
0: Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah, she's she's awesome.
1: Yeah. And it's just, like, I mean, I guess I mentioned this before, we don't have to put this in, but, again, talking about, like, the strong female characters, like, she's just such a great example of how to do that well, and it's not like her, like, learning to be... Strong, yeah. Or like, like it's not she's, a point. Is no, it? She's just, she, just she is just she just is exactly, and it's just like what I said at the beginning about how fast it just smashes through everything. Mm. Like literally, the first thing she does is like get herself free and carve a fucking stake out of her crutch to yeah. try and kill or you know incapacitate John Good. Like it's just. You know, usually that would be the fi- the final scene that the whole film builds towards, or sort whatever of, you know, or the big escape scene. But that happens like instantly. As soon as she gets put in the room, she's thinking of ways to get out. Like,
0: yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting for for like a little moment when that scene was happening. I was like, oh, this feels a bit quick. Like, she, you know, are they kind yeah, of going to go from too this? early? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it but it totally makes sense. Yeah. And it's just one of many ways that she just outsmarts him and um, thinks of a solution. Yeah. Whereas you're right. My brain automatically was like, but this should be at the end. Yeah. Like, Like, yeah. you know, why is it happening now? Um, just another way that it kind of subverts your expectations.
1: Yeah. I love the idea of, the like, being in the writer's room for that where you were trying to come up with the idea and just being like, why don't we just have her do it straight away? Like, why wait for it? Yeah. Like, come up yes. with, like... A, a story after that, instead of building towards something like I'd like, love the idea of creative thinking like that out, outside yeah. of the normal conventions. Yeah, great
0: film that we both loved, Matt.
1: Yes, it's and uh, high on my list yeah. of favorites of the year so far.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the pre-post film review. We'd love to hear what you guys thought about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Did you uh, just leave the cinema in ecstasy like me and Matt? Or uh, did it not work for you? I could maybe see some people not connecting with the the shift in the end. Although it's done so well that it'd be hard to be convinced of that. But hey, send us an email and uh, try your best. Um, You can email us at pre-post film review at gmail.com um we'd love to yeah hear your thoughts on this or any other film uh that we've talked about or that's in release at the moment really we just want to chat we're lonely
1: <laughs> yeah that would be that would be cool uh if you don't want to email you can find us on facebook as well um we occasionally post news articles over there and you can sort of chat to us in the comments we have a twitter account as well um, at prepostfr, FR you can follow us there again there's news articles and things we find interesting we pop up on there new episodes when they're released um, the most important thing however is to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you're using iTunes Stitcher whatever whatever you're listening to us on right now um, and if you could leave a review that would be awesome as well um, anything like that helps us find new listeners that'd be really cool
0: Uh, You can also follow us or friend us on the uh, film site, letterboxed.com. We have links in the show notes to our profiles. Uh, And it's just a great little film community that lets you log films you've watched, keep like a diary uh, and make little reviews and see what your friends are watching. Um, So yeah, it's like a social network for movie lovers. It's good correct uh uh, speaking of good hopefully um we will next episode be talking about the new disney animated film zootopia slash zootropolis is it zootropolis in the uk
1: yeah i think so i think it's zootropolis in the uk and it was something else that i saw in austria that i've forgotten oh
0: yeah it was still zoo something wasn't it
1: yeah something to Zoo. (laughs) anyway we can cut that shit (laughs) off.
0: Sorry. I was going to say, I really hope he doesn't get offered a Marvel movie. Oh,
1: fuck. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> do you know what he'll be doing next? He'll, he'll do like a Star Wars spin off. He'll do like the Boba Pro- Fett Probably. Film or whatever.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Yeah. That annoys me. All ha- <clears> that... Uh...
1: Mm-mm.